Good day, mate. And welcome to this very special episode of Nerdtastic in 3D. There's an apple cinnamon smell in the air. The sleigh bells are jingling, the lights are twinkling, and their stockings all hung up. This really can only mean one thing. It's that holiday time again. Well, good on you for noticing. We've got a mighty fine program in store for you, full of fun and festivities. But first, a couple of quick announcements. This will be our last recording for the year 2011. But don't you worry, mates. We'll be back, broad-eyed and bushy-tailed, at the start of 2012. Also, don't be alarmed this evening if you hear some oddities, let's call it, in the audio recording. As we're still trying to iron out some of the more unpleasant parts of the recording process. From everyone here at Nantastic in 3D, we wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to the lot of you. Welcome to the Nantastic in 3D podcast. It's Nantastic in 3D. Oh, it's Nantastic in 3D. Yes, it's Nantastic. Welcome to Nerdtastic in 3D. I'm Jack Eckler, hosting this lovely week pre-Christmas. And also coming to you at or in uh, 3D. Oh, I'm sorry. Fail. I failed you miserably. Failed that could have been Jason was distracting me. He was he was doing his own thing. That could have been your weakest 3D ever. <laughs> Guys and girls, this has been a like long a night already. We we are trying we are using the technologies and the interwebs to upgrade our system and that we totally nerded out on this setup of, a lot of Going through the manual. This was all for you guys. There was some, all for you. There was some nerd rage that happened. Exactly. There's a lot going on in this room. There's a lot of talk about cuttlefish. Cuttlefish. <laughs> <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's the smile out of Jason. We, we, ate some old, we ate some old ham. We should have videotaped uh, there, the there entire was, setup there were, process. There was a lot going on. But you know what? Let's get into this bad boy and get this, get this going. Uh, if you guys remember last week, we asked you guys to vote. On what we picked were going to be the top games uh, of the of the uh, year. That's right. There are a couple women listening. So for all two of you, thank you. Thank you so much. For all two of you. <laughs> and, with, and with that said, we, we posted up polls on Facebook and our website. And our own Jason Carter is going to break that down and talk about who is going to win this prestigious award. So what was this? And what was it, buddy? So Lay down. the nominees for the Nerdy Award, the first annual Nerdy Award for Game of the Year this year uh, were Assassin's Creed Revelations, NBA 2K12, <laughs> Modern Warfare 3, I'll talk about Lame. and Portal 2. <laughs> <laughs> and the results were quite clear and unanimous, uh, coming in with a whopping 4.5% of the vote. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Four, Is this higher? Wait, 4.5%? 4.5 out of 100%. Yeah. This is the last one. 
This is in last place. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the total one, like four no, no. percent of. This, this is the that's all we got was four more people. Four percent of the population of Earth voted, <laughs> and uh, it four point five percent of you said that Assassin's Creed Revelation should oh, be the game of the year. Sean. Good because I played it and. <laughs> <laughs> At least you stuck uh, stuck to it, buddy. That's, yeah, that's Sean's version of the game. I think I was the only one that voted for it. Coming in third place with 13.6% of the vote. <laughs> I'm strategically not telling you how many votes there actually were, but rather in percentages. Uh, in third place was NBA oh, 2K12. Yeah. Probably not a lot of surprises at this point. And coming in first place with a whopping 50% of the vote. This 50, one was pretty 51? Pretty unanimous. <laughs> Anyone have any ideas what it might be? The red state. Blue states? Portal 2 oh, is the winner. Yay. Congratulations to Valve Way and the to development go, Valve. team there. Yay! Second place then was Modern Warfare 3 with 31.8% of the vote. So, okay... How many votes were there? I just, I mean, for the winner. That's all I'm saying for the winner. For for the, for the winner. <laughs> Seven, seeing as how ten. there's 50%, some quite easy math might tell you the total. There were, uh, thank you for everyone who participated, all 22 people who Woo! voted hey. total, 11 of which voted for Portal 2. Nice. There you go. And that's between two different polls, so we're not even sure if a couple of people voted more than once on two different polls. You actually could. Regardless, that's more people than I thought would even be more than once, here. because if you cleared your, your uh, internet cache out and went back to it, it would allow you to vote again. <laughs> oh, I, <should laughs> I didn't that. do that. I'm just... I just chuckled. Clearly, you didn't because Assassin's Creed Revelation didn't do so. Hard. I, you know, I'm not banking on any of it. Now, the so. plus, the plus side of all this is that we are going to actually try to contact Val, and Don't we're help. going to see if they will first accept this award. From us, uh, and then, ideally, if they'll accept it, yes, yes, if they will. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, we'd, we'd love to be able to deliver. Where is Bell? Are they are they Montreal? They're yeah. in Washington. Bellevue, Bellevue, Bellevue cool. Washington. Bellevue, Washington. Let's do that. The city of Bellevue. Let's do that. Let's Let's do downtown that. Bellevue. Do exactly Road that. Road trip to Bellevue. So, Valve, if you're listening, listen <laughs> further. <Prepare>. Winning. <laughs> no, no, seriously, uh, can big, big congratulations to the entire team at Valve. Uh, like, like I said last week, Portal 2 was definitely a very incredible game. And also uh, the VGAs, it definitely won a few awards, including uh, Best DLC of the Year, as well as Best Multiplayer Game of the Year. Really? Yeah. I love your R- shit. Remind, remind me again what the best, best shooter of the year was? What, best what was shooter that? of the year. What Interesting that? that it has such a specified category. <laughs> what would be... Call of Duty Modern oh, there Warfare we, there 3. We go. So what was Game of the Year? Game of the Year went to uh, Skyrim. Really? Skyrim got Game of the Year. <laughs> it's so Sean. big it can't fail. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing it can do is you that cheese I heard video. that someone, someone that we know spent 80 hours playing the game already and hasn't done any of the main missions. Nothing of the main missions. <laughs> This. Let's talk about some other things that are that are going on in the world of entertainment. Something that affects us in particular. I, uh, there was some hoopla today at the old DreamWorks campus because the Golden Globe nominees came out for Best Animated Feature. Now, for you guys don't know, it's a big deal for our industry because it's sort of a precursor to the Oscars. And this list is personally, I think, kind of skewed. Uh, is the best way to put it. 
Uh, but it's also what the foreign press votes for. So this isn't necessarily the Academy who votes for this. No, so the Academy chose nobody. You broke my heart! <laughs> yeah, they tend to stick with foreign directors or directors regardless of substance is what I'm starting to think. But the, the nominees this year were Tintin, Arthur Christmas, Cars 2, Puss in Boots, and Rango. I want to point out how me and Josh's film, Kung Fu Panda 2, uh, uh, hello. Did, and oh, Sean. Sean's film <laughs> did not make the cut. But I do want to point out that my film did make the cut. Go Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots did. That's woo, right. woo. We gave Jason a little congrats. and Congratulations, everybody, here. except for Pixar. Yeah. Because they did not deserve yeah. it. Let's, yeah, let's go around the room here. Uh, J- Jason, what are your feelings on this list? Um, it's a list of animated films, and I have no real opinion on it. Where's the Winnie the Pooh love, yo? Winnie the Pooh is a good movie. I have not seen Arthur Christmas, Tintin, or Rango. I saw Rango. I so, saw Tintin. Entertaining. I would say between Puss in Boots and Cars 2. Okay. <laughs> Your boat going with okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, f- fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Sean? Yes. <laughs> Sean, are you, is there, you know, what are you, what are you feeling on this? Do you feel like there's a clear heart runner in this I, race? I haven't seen Tintin or Arthur Christmas or Cars 2. I probably never will see Cars 2. Um, but I did see Puss in Boots, and I did see Rango, and I think my vote would go for Rango, the two that I saw. I thought it was different and looked gorgeous. I kind of <clears> like <throat> the, I kind of like how offbeat it was. That would be mine. Fair enough. Joshua? Uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh, wait, it's not in there. So, oh, Burn. damn it. Um, well, I saw Tintin. I've seen Rango. I've seen uh, Puss in Boots. I've not seen Arthur Christmas seen yet. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> from what I've heard, it's a good movie. And the critics seem to love it, too. It's a 90%er on the Rotten Tomatoes uh, or 92% or something like that. Uh, who do I think win? I probably think Arthur Christmas. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I've only seen, actually, I've only seen Puss in Boots, but from the reviews, Arthur Christmas gets a lot of props. And I got to give it a lot of props to our friends, uh, Dave and Dan, who worked on Arthur Christmas yes. and went through what we heard was complete hell over at that studio that mm-hmm. we made. So just on that alone, I hope they win. Because if we're not in it, well, actually, no, I take that back. We do love some Jason Carter, and I, we'd love to see him get the win. But I'll tell everybody this, too, with the Golden Globes. The winner of this doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the Oscar. So what I'm hoping for is the Academy will actually put Kung Fu Panda 2 in the ring. Hey, okay, can I ask you a question? So if, say this list, these five, uh, we added Kung Fu Panda to the list, so it was now six. Would there then be a clear winner for you guys? No. I, for me, I don't think so. Absolutely. <laughs> now, now out, of, out of those ones, I mean, granted, so I haven't seen Arthur yet. But out of the ones I would have said, I liked Kung Fu Panda more than I've liked any of the other ones. Tintin was just kind of meh. It was very beautiful, very pretty. Story was... Spielberg. You really had to be a fan. Yes, exactly. You really had to be a fan. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, some of the the, the shots and cinematography on it you know, were, were pretty cool and stuff. But in terms of movie, it was just kind of, man, boring. Nothing fantastic. So, But <clears throat> the big point of it is, it's just the fact that Cars 2 is actually on there. Because it was the, probably the worst rated anime movie of the year. Well, well for especially Pixar for for Pixar, it's it's their lowest rated and you know animated movie, uh, at like like what thirty percent or something like that. 
Combo breaker. That's the best image ever. I do. I do think one thing is interesting about Cars Two, which is regardless of how the film itself was, that it. The rumor is that it made its production budget up before the movie came out of course by the merchandise that was sold, which is an interesting concept. Well, it's, it's interesting in general that uh, actually your Jason, your wife, told me this fun fact a while back that uh, the original Cars ha- has made more money for Disney in merchandising and marketing than any other movie that Disney has ever made, period. And that, that to me is insane because, you know, Lion King, that was upright. There's other movies that were much bigger, I think, in our memories as being Disney films and what they've made, but money and merchandising-wise, and mostly because it was the first movie that targeted boys, and uh, that was a market that Disney had never really catered to before. So that's a really interesting thing about. Oh, so, turbo! You know, on the on the Kung Fu Panda Two I would list, vote for it. <laughs> on the Kung Fu Panda Two list, adding that to the to the thing, I still don't know if there's a clear winner. It had not an emotional beat though in some of these other movies. I think. Yeah. It, it was way more emotional than like Puss in Boots. Eh. You don't think so? I didn't dislike Kung Fu Panda 2. My problem was that I was so in love with the first one that my expectations were so incredibly high. And I mean, no offense to anyone, you guys in the room or any of the friends at DreamWorks that worked well, on it. Well, you and Sean worked on the first one. So. Yeah. I, I just, the second one, it just fell a little short of the first one. For I, me. I kind of agree a little bit as a whole. Looking at the first one and the second one, I know the second one tries taking on far more serious subject matter than the first one, but um, yeah, I, I feel like just just a just a hair shy of as good as this, as the first one. Uh, everyone in the critic world is saying Kung Fu Panda Two is better than the first one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I have to slightly see some side with ones. Jason. Yeah, I have to see some of these other ones. I guess before I get a full opinion. I, yeah, I think I'm just bitter in general. So. Even if it didn't win, I, it just gives give some recognition that it was still a good film to review. So, yeah, that's that. So, on another note, though, heading into the Oscar sides of things. Uh, this is where I check out. Yeah. <laughs> for the VFX people out there, um, they start a little bit earlier on their nominations for the Oscars. And what they do is they'll come up with a list of 15 to 16 films that they end up doing what's called a bake-off for. And what that is is... Every studio who has a film who's showing out of these 16 will get together at one of the theaters, the Academy Theaters here in Los Angeles, and they'll have the effects artists and the panel of Academy members, which is a pretty big list, come out and vote and basically see little treatments of what the film is. Uh, And they'll basically have the VFX supervisors talk about the film and whatnot. And the list is pretty impressive to me this year of films uh, as far as VFX films. Uh, and the list goes as this. We have Captain America, Cowboys and Aliens, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2, Hugo, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Real Steel, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, Sucker Punch, Super 8, Thor, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon, Tree of Life, X-Men First Class. I do want to point out that the list that we're both looking at on my computer actually says Transforesters Dark Side of the Moon. Transforesters? Thank God. Thank, thank God I can read my own encrypted language. Uh, I, did you guys hear... I you, but that's a pretty intensive list of huge effects films. Did you guys hear that Ben Kingsley... Sir Ben Kingsley? Sir Ben Kingsley, in the first like 15 minutes of Hugo, he saw a private screening of it, uh, cried. Made him cry. So gorgeous of a film. 
hear that. I heard that so on the radio. So gorgeous. Uh, what do you guys, I mean, what do you guys think? Which ones stand out to you guys? Sucker Punch. Definitely that came to mind when I went through the list. Uh, me and Sean in the car were talking about the Transformers. The Sucker Punch and Transformers huge. to me. This is huge. There was a, the, the part in Transformers where the building like falls over and lands on the other building and everyone was in it. Uh, oh, yeah. They did that so well that I got anxious in the theater watching it. It, it like affected me. I don't know <laughs> why or how. And, but and, and keep in mind, guys, don't think what we say this list, don't think of it being what was the best amazing film because that's not what this category is. What just blew your mind effects wise? And for you know us who work in this industry, even if you didn't like The Last Transformers, just the budget they spent on effects alone and some of the effects that you probably didn't even know were effects were pretty impressive. Was Rise uh, of the Planet on there? I mean, oh, that was the other one. Rise, yeah. of, Planet Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I think that, well, I, I, didn't, I haven't seen Hugo, um, and I think there's one or two other on the list that I haven't seen, but I, I thought Planet, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was phenomenal, effects-wise. The Oscars being what they are, or specifically the Academy being what it is, voting more on politics than deserving awards, I honestly think, and I would argue it's partially deserving this year, but I think you're probably going to see more shout-outs and more awards go to Harry Potter than you might otherwise see. Given this, given this list, I think Harry Potter, Harry Potter hasn't gotten quite the awards that the entire series probably has warranted thus far. So they're probably going to make up for lost time by awarding it more so this year. And I would think that the the visual effects category would probably potentially be a contender for that. I don't think it's warranted it. Now they've been great, but the amount of work and the amount of effects that have gone in other movies have been better. Now they have won other categories you know but you know is the harry potter franchise great yes it's a great franchise it's a those are great done movies and stuff like that compared to the books i don't know i didn't read the books some people that's kind of a real big hit and miss for some people but at the same time they were great they were good movies they weren't like the best movie of the year they weren't the best you know did they have probably maybe the best costumes and stuff like that yeah and then they've won those awards for those i think the deserving ones that they have but visual effects no uh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you that it may not be the front runner for visual effects. I think my point is just that uh, you... The Academy is going to sway towards them? Probably, because they haven't... You know, it's the last one of the entire series. I don't think they've won a lot of awards along the route, which I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I know off the top of my head. But So I would think I could see that getting more weight from the Academy, because the Academy, let's just be honest, does not solely vote for the one that is the most deserving for 2011 of best visual effects. There's a lot of political and historical things totally. that tie into We need the that. People's Choice Oscars. But the, the one thing, though, too, that's, that's good is that they have the bake-off. That, you know, each, yeah, that's, each that's film goes up there and actually has the presentation to go, this is what they did, and, like, you, you know, they show it. I still think, like, out of that entire list, I think Transformers it would be second, but I still think Sucker Punch was the, the best-looking visual effects movie you know, that I've honestly probably that I've seen. The destruction in Sucker Punch was really quite phenomenal. I do have to admit that. It was pretty, pretty impressive. It, it, it just expanded like you had like this dragon and you were on this castle and you just like, okay, and all this shit looked great. You were like in this, you know, old, looked like World War One, World War Two thing, but with these like dead zombie things. But then, you know, these, this, she's in a mech thing and these Zeppelins are just exploding and tearing into like you know broken down churches and that, all of that was fake like and it looked phenomenal then it goes on to a train with all these robots and then the cinematography with 
you know, uh, Zack Snyder's little like fast, quick, like 360 shit and everything like that. It, it never lost its like, oh, it's going to slow down and you're going to see things. No, everything looked crisp. Everything looked like it was just phenomenally done well. Yeah, no, I, I, I no, think. No I, no, I agree. I, I was pretty blown away by the effects uh, effects in that film. I, I won't downplay Harry Potter. This last Harry Potter had some pretty pretty badass visual effect shots in it. Uh, I, I, still really, I, I, I still really stand strong with Charlie Transformer, in my opinion. Because there's just... Every time I've seen it, there's just a couple shots in particular in there when they're on the street or anytime the robots are fighting in, a, in the real world environments or just the compositing and lighting are so ridiculous with the animation that it, I, I feel like that's happening or it could be happening. In, in, yeah, I think it's shot. Chicago. The end there. Shot you know shot. what's unfortunate about Transformers? Oh, I, I have to admit, I haven't seen the third one yet, but the first two, and I, I would assume it's in the third one as well, is the... The visual effects aren't shown off quite to the degree that maybe they could have been because there's so much chaos happening. You know, there's not a lot of it's a Michael Bay film, right? So there's not a lot of calm moments, right, where you show off the animation, the visual effects. It's a lot of fighting in forests and I'm right there amongst the action and it's happening super fast and you don't get a chance to like stop for a second and like soak in the visual effects. Like that's one thing that stood out to me about Sucker Punch was there's a couple of scenes where you're, the camera is locked and you're just seeing buildings just – it's like a minute long of just destruction where you just get to soak in the visual effects. It's phenomenal. I'm still, no, it's I bought really it good. just no, for that really, reason. No, it's really good. There's no doubt. And it was a Black Friday deal, so I got it for $9.99. Blu-ray, what's up? Jealous. You left that out when we asked about Black Friday. Thank you, Sean. Good job. You're welcome, like Steve. Your I mean, is. Jim. I mean, Jack. <laughs> damn it. So yeah, I, I, you know, with what Jason said, the the Academy seems to do their thing. I think the Golden Globes are worse when it comes to that. I didn't realize things would pick up like that. Chestnuts roasting. So let's, let's let's go around the room, and uh, it's that time of year. So let's talk about what everybody wants for Christmas. What's, is there anybody have a list? Did anybody, is there anything in particular that you were really hoping to get this year? Jason. Well, Jason got a nursing story since it's already happened for him. <laughs> well, uh, we, my family travels uh, for the holidays, so we don't like to, we drive, so we don't like to pack the car with all the gifts for just us. We celebrate a little early, so we celebrated yesterday. And I, it was a very wonderful time, but uh, I was very, very blessed that my wife chose to get me quite a few nerdy, awesome gifts, including a Kinect, which I have been waiting for and, and, and totally was a surprise and totally stoked on. Also, the Turtle Beach 7.1 surround gaming headphones, which I'm pretty pumped on. And then she also hooked me up with some uh, Microsoft points for the Xbox Live Arcade. There's a couple indie games you want to check out. And then uh, also to super, super geek out, I'm into a little bit of iPhone development, iOS development for iPad and iPhone. And uh, she hooked me up with joining the uh, Apple developer program. So, yeah. So Can't wait that's to what I'm looking apps. forward to for Christmas. And cold in the stocking. Slash cool show. apps, man. Cool apps. Cool story, bro. Yeah, man. Can I check out your, uh, can I get your game on the uh, iTunes? Can I get it on there? Uh-huh. Yes. Is it, we'll it going to be up there, Jason? We'll have a Nerdtastic exclusive when it's exactly. first game Exactly. We're going to review released. your game. 
we want to cut because we brought it to you first here. Uh, Sean. Yeah. Sean, what's on the old uh, Christmas list? Uh, I got a couple of things. I got a... I don't know if you guys know the oatmeal. That's the dude that does the comics on uh, the web comics dude, online. All I thought in my head was you get a box of Quaker Oats. Exactly. Brown sugar. You guys sick. <laughs> Merry effing Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a box of oatmeal. Now, I don't know if you guys know the, the, the oatmeal guy. He does the comics, the oatmeal. They're very funny comics on, on the internet. Um, he's got a book, so I put that on my list because that'll be fun and funny. Good. Yeah. Um, but, we'll put uh, a link in in case people... Uh, don't. Hell no yeah, man. Oatmeal is a shit. But uh, I think, <laughs> with you. I I think something, that I, something that I that I really want this year, I kind of didn't get into the whole tablet fad when it first came out, but I really want a, 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 a Transformer Prime Android tablet. And Transformer Prime? Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the tablet that's got the, the NVIDIA Tegra 3 quad processor. Oh, I thought that was um, something that Toys R Us and the, Zo- the Zoom had that, though. Right? No, it had a Tegra 2. Oh. Tegra 2 is dual core. This one's quad core. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the things that's Pardon on my me list. For sucking. Probably going to have to buy it myself because I don't expect my family to fork over $400 in cash for that. Um, other odds and ends, just video games like Uncharted 3 and um, uh, Mass Effect 3, in case anyone wants to pre order it. For <laughs> <laughs> him. Uh, and, and nerdy t shirts, stuff like that. Nothing super exciting. I'm pretty low key Christmas list guy. It's all on Amazon, and yeah. Do you do the universal shopping? What do you list get the Amazon? guy that has everything? Do you do that? Do you do the universal <laughs> list on uh, yeah. Amazon? Yeah, I do that. Do you keep it pretty updated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep it with stuff that I actually want, and when there's something I don't want that anymore, I get rid of it. So if anyone wants to buy me some presents, go on Amazon. <laughs> look for Fennel Style at gmail.com. <laughs> Joshua, where are we at this year, buddy? <clears throat> well, there wasn't much I needed or wanted. Actually, I know this sounds pathetic, but I wanted some cookware. I wanted some new pans and skillets to uh, replace. Cooking nerd. You know how I know you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that was that was kind of that was left on my list. Everything else I pretty much had gotten for my birthday, so that was kind of it. And then I just have fantasy things like this PRS guitar that I've wanted for a while, and that's like twenty two hundred bucks. A Paul Reed Smith. Paul Reed Smith. That's what PRS stands for. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, a Roland uh, V Studio drum set. There sets. it is. I know you got that drum set. Uh, I had the five string Ibanez bass that I wanted on there too. Uh, I think it's a, the K5. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's tough for me because when I want something, I bite. So yeah. there's not really much. It's a tough life for old yeah, Joshua. It's, it's hard. Exactly. When you, when you, you have money coming money. spewing out of your ears and your bungholes, you just need to spend it. I want a $53,000 Super War Station. <laughs> yeah. From Healy Packard. <laughs> Super great. That's, that's still bottled. So, Jack, what would you like for yeah. Christmas? Uh, well, let me first touch on uh, Jason and Josh are <laughs> resident musicians of the group. Uh, so anytime that we can sit and talk about instrumentals, they could be the ones to talk about it because I don't know Dick. Well, besides playing a turntable, I can The ones that. and twos? I can do that. One would certainly argue that that's in a musical instrument. Exactly. I, I have had dip, arguments dip, dip. in the past about that. <clears throat> Does it require a skill to play successfully? No. no, 
then I believe that's a valid <laughs> argument. <laughs> I won't get into the debate. No. You can turn it into a musical instrument. Is that fair enough? I think if it's something that can make rhythmic noise and requires rhythm and some skill to get that that noise and that rhythm rhythm out of that device, then anything can really be used as a musical instrument. I mean, we can turn Goldfish Crackers box upside down and play. Is there sugar and syrup? Come on, you know you're ignorant. (laughs) Come on. Oh, Jason. Uh, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. I, I was trying to pull all my Christmas gift money into trying to upgrade. I want a new computer. I want a new computer, something fierce. And $53,000 HP. I wish. I'm bringing it down to earth. And I have, have pieces at the house where I've been building this. It's not lame. I have computers. Love it. An i7-2600K sitting there. Processor. It's awesome. I have. A new motherboard that's sitting there. I have a new NVIDIA video card that's sitting in my house and two SSDs. And I'm waiting this Christmas to hopefully get some RAM, case, kind of NVIDIA card you get. Uh, it was actually donated by my good friend Rajiv. Uh, I think it's a 460. Rajiv, I think so. I don't know. I oh, have shout a, out to my boy Rajiv. Four or something. I got a 260. I got like a four. What do I have? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what I have. I've got a four something. It works. Four twenty. It works. You know, with that, Josh, let's 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 cut into our little quick segment of get to know your <laughs> with our own Josh Sabrat. Yeah, come on. Let's tell the folks a little so, bit about so, yourself. So, uh, born a small, simple man in the town of Ventura, California, grew up loving puppies. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even keep up with that one. <laughs> did you grow, anyway, right, did you grow up surfing with puppies? Don't you quit me. <laughs> um, let's see. I have a, more of a unique um, road to to where we actually to where I've gotten to in the industry here. Um, I did not go to school and do anything like uh, some of my colleagues here have have done. I just randomly, randomly fell into this. Um, I actually was a personal trainer for a little while. And then I moved up north to go to school for music, actually, to do engineering work, which is funny because we just spent an hour and a fucking half <laughs> trying to get the stupid mixer work so that we can record this for you guys. So you're welcome. We all can't use turntables as instruments. <laughs> exactly. So uh, needless to say, I went up there up to uh, San Rafael for school and realized I did not want to spend a ton of money uh, and pull out a bunch of loans to... So, to learn how to run a podcast. Yeah, to, to learn how to run. So I actually got a job at a 2K Sports as a video game tester. And you also <clears> voted for two, NBA 2K. Hey, maybe. But um uh but besides doing that, uh, I was while I was there, um I did uh, I was a mocap actor for uh the games. And while I was there, I got kind of uh, chummy with the people who did, uh, who were kind of the the technical guys there that were the. That's motion capture for anyone who doesn't. Motion know. capture. Um, <clears throat> I want to know what kinds of acting you did while mocapping. Sports, y'all. Sports. Like you did ballet, do. dancing. I uh, basketball, football. Um, <clears throat> it's athletic. Yes, we did that stuff um, and then did a lot of extra crowd work, sideline stuff, like anything that was in a cutscene. 
Um, that was me. Crowds department. Um, <laughs> so I did that. Started to get uh, chummy with the guys that ran that. Um, asked them if they ever needed help. You know, I'd be interested in, in learning this. And turns out they were really busy and they just asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, sure. And they just set me in front of a computer and showed me how to um, kind of motion edit the uh, mocap data and I started doing that and I started running shoots and directing shoots and then uh, Sony was looking for people for Monster House and so they called me up and but you also let's cut in real fast you also got to use some of those audio skills at 2k as well yes doing doing a few things not not oh well um they did i, I kind of completely forgot about that uh they did uh me and my uh, buddy dion that were were up there um he would record and produce music as well so um i'd made tracks when i was a younger little lad in my uh bedroom at home and uh we presented kind of just 2k with a cd of stuff that we had done uh, there was just a couple things that we had done together, but it was mainly like some of his stuff, some of my stuff, and then stuff we'd done together. And they ended up buying, <clears throat> I think it was like six tracks of ours or something like that. And so we had to we had to come up with a logo and a band. So we were broken drums. So if you're ever in uh, NBA 2K, shit, I think it's four or five. Um, we're in that one, and I'm in, in uh, NCAA. We ever nominated for a Grammy? <laughs> um, you know what they gave me for that? Fifteen. Fracking dollars. Yeah. Not, not hundred. The gift that keeps on giving. $15 for my lovely <laughs> services. That doesn't even buy a sandwich in San Francisco. Nope. Not at all. And I that, blame the Napsters. <laughs> but, uh, so. Damn kids still on the internet. <laughs> did that, came on down to, uh, moved back down to Southern California since I'm from here. Uh, worked at Sony. Um, started teaching myself more how to do animation and started to get into camera work and layout. And I just started doing layout stuff and then started doing animation stuff. And what did so, you work on at Sony? So Sony, I, Image uh, Sony Imageworks worked on Monster House and then worked on uh, Beowulf and then worked on oh, I Am whoa. Legend. And then after that, uh, they finished wrapping up. And that's kind of when their big, <clears throat> you know, push of movies. And they started kind of getting a little too expensive for studios to go to. So uh, for then after that, I just started bumping around to different studios. Um, went, worked at Warner Brothers, worked at House of Moves, worked at Studio Nouveau, worked at Sony San Diego um, on games and was kind of switching back and forth between games and shorts and movies and finally just made it to DreamWorks here. And uh, that's where I've been. And I am a layout artist, but I kind of mainly just... Uh, Kind of a centering focus on uh, camera stuff, and that's kind of me. Which projects have you worked on at DreamWorks? DreamWorks, I have uh, been on Shrek Four, uh, yeah, uh, Kung Fu Panda Holiday Special, Kung Fu Panda Two, oh, and uh, I am currently in a movie called Turbo, which will be out in the summer of two thousand and thirteen, which is a long shit? ways away. <laughs> which means I have to be on this movie for a long time. But yeah, that's that means of, job security. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I've got like 31 games underneath my belt. Um, and uh, not to about, brag, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. I've been around the block, had to wipe my face a few times, dust off the knees, use goods. If you some will. people don't know what that means, but Baggage. there's other out you that there's others out there that get that. <laughs> it's implied. Is it implied? The adults know. Jason. 
Yeah, <laughs> think about it. You had you had your face. <laughs> you <laughs> had the no, face. I'm just getting ready to sing the conclusion of the uh, "Get to Know Your Nerd" and segment. Scene. <laughs> Get to know your nerd in three. I'm gonna have to auto tune the hell out of that one. <laughs> Yeah, they, they might know how to use instruments, but they ain't sing a damn lick. Well, I, John, well, no, I take that back. You two can sing. You Sean can sing too, I think, yeah, actually, right? No, Sean's, Sean's got the chops. He, I can sing. We're just not all in key. I know, right? We don't practice together or anything. <laughs> Sean, anything by Journey. Uh, don't stop <laughs> believing. Hold on to that feeling. There it was. There's I'm not it. going all I am. Uh, I can't <laughs> sing sitting down. <laughs> is, it, is it the Wii version? He stopped Jason mid It has been one of those kinds of evenings. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Adam Farland who could not be with us again tonight because Whoa. I think it's because there was another party to go to. Yeah, we didn't do our little uh, our little round robin intros, did we? No, we did not. Man. Oh, yeah, that's you know what? That's completely my fault. It's been a while since I've been the uh, the we didn't even say who you are hosting. Oh, I did. Oh, oh I covered me. Oh, gotcha. Who are you? No, but uh, right. let's let's go around the room. Jason, who are you? I'm Jason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason. Jason Carter. I'm Sean Fennel. <laughs> I'm Josh LeBron. Josh LeBron. And I'm still uh, Jack Eckler. Uh, Shit's on fire, yo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Josh LeBrunt. <laughs> LeBrunt. Let's, uh, let's I'm talk Ron about something. Sean found this week uh, while we're while we're still uh, around and mics are still crappy. You came across a website and posted a link about this crazy-ass thermostat for your house. This shit is dope. I know it sounds cheesy as hell to talk about a thermostat, but this thing is insane. Sean, it's you want dope. to talk about it? It's called the Nest Learning Thermostat. And uh, you replace your normal thermostat with your programmable thermostat with it. And all it is is a dial, right? And uh, you can, you, it's, it essentially says for the first two weeks, be as accurate as you possibly can with how you set this dial. If you're warm, cool it, you know, set it cooler. If you're cool, set it warmer so you're comfortable all the time. And every time you adjust it, it learns what temperature you're setting at, what times of days. And it eventually learns when you're out of the house and turn, and it changes your temperature to the optimal temperature when you're out of the house so you're saving energy. Um, it's got this little leaf icon. So you can actually dial it into like, let's say you have it at 73 degrees and you're like, oh, what would be the energy saving setting at this temperature right now, you can, you can pull it down to 71 and it'll show you a little green leaf and that means that it's conserving energy. Not only does it, not only does it like over the course of a couple of months essentially figure out your routine naturally and just adjust it so you never have to touch it again, you never have to program it again, um, it keeps track of stats like... How are you saving energy when the weather changes? How are you saving energy when you leave your house or you stay in Does your it house? have any achievements? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to use it if it has achievements. It's got the energy perks. saver achievement. Does it have a perk? Uh, yeah, its perk is money saver. Um, but it's it's just, it seems really awesome. And, and, and they in the video on the website, they say that 50% of the electricity costs of your home goes through your thermostat and your heating system, your air conditioning system. So this is supposed to help you dial it into a far more intelligent, predictable system. But if you are interested in checking out that, uh, that thermostat, it's called the Nest 
uh, thermostat, the Nest Learning thermostat, I think. Um, we, like everything else, the show will try to have the links up for these things. Indeed. If that's something we discussed. So we apologize if links for other comments have not been up in previous shows. Yeah, because I pretty much just throw like four or five links a day through the Gmail, but I don't put them up on Facebook. Because I'm one of the very few people in the world, it seems, that has computer access and internet access that is not on Facebook at all. That's a good That's And a good I probably never about. will be. interesting is that Fennel Style is not on the Facebook. We all conform. And yeah. Sean has managed to dodge that bullet. And like, I don't know how, how I don't, is that, Sean. Well, I just I, I'm not a internet your wife, your wife's police. On. Oh yeah, she's total. Well, see, my wife is very social, and I'm very not antisocial. And she's she's you know she all her family is on Facebook and friends and stuff. And uh, I just don't. I just never really have been eager to over connect with people i guess you could say right. and and kind of just put my entire life out and update people on everything that i'm doing because i kind of don't i'm and there's enough for me to keep track of in my life to have to worry about all the updates that everyone else is sending and reminding people hey by the way i'm doing this yeah i I'm just gonna, never got it I'm I'm gonna poke you, that, there are only so many times i can hear <laughs> my friends tell me they're going here for dinner and they're going there to see this movie i just, before. I just lose point. it i don't see the point facebook any social media application is wonderful for people who like to stay in touch. But if there's somebody who maybe, hey, there's a reason I don't stay in touch with high school people or college people or whatever, it's more becomes an obligation. Well, there's more to it than that as well. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen this um, video <clears throat> on YouTube about um, the guy who requested all of the information that uh, Facebook had about him. And... Uh, they are obliged to give it to you. There's a form that you can fill out on Facebook to get everything that Facebook has ever stored or hit you, your user um, name, upon. Because I guess they're based in, in Ireland and, and they, there are laws in Ireland that say that you have to provide this information. They sent him back something like 15,000 PDF files of all of the times that he's ever been tagged, commented, his friends have hooked up with him. He's hooked up with his friends. Everything. This gigantic... Like conversations and... Everything. And, and everything that he has ever been slightly involved in scary. in Facebook is in this gigantic Ireland package. Tapping my information. That has been sent to him. I'm so. Irish and I wouldn't appreciate it. There are going to be a lot of pictures of you now in Ireland drunk well, I, I think i think I he's fit right in i can't remember the guy's it's, name but i think he's actually i think he's actually going to open a suit against facebook because even stuff that you delete they permanently keep on their server damn you mark zuckerberg in my mind there was a small man in a trench coat who goes up to facebook and opens up his trench coat nah, because it's yeah, like opening a suit yeah. I wish you all could see Jason's Jesus face as he said Christ. this. Christ. That's amazing. I, I, I just find it impressive that you, you dodged it. I, but I tell you what, though. If the aliens ever come to take over our planet, they will know everything they the would aliens. ever need to know about us because of what's on the internet. Not true. They wouldn't know anything about you. No, they would not find me. But everyone else would be screwed. So if there's a zombie an apocalypse an and zombies are actually smarter than we think and can access the internet, then we're history. Yeah, Josh probably. just calls you out though. You have an you IMDb want... page. I do have an IMDb page. I know what oh, movies you've worked on. You, I, yeah, I don't accurate. I don't. I don't update it. Whoever's out there updating it updates it. I don't know. So nobody yeah. does it. You do it yourself. I don't do it myself. I maybe put two things on there myself, and then whatever. I'm, I don't care. You're lying <laughs> to yourself if you don't do it yourself. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I do it myself. See what I did there? I do, I do it to myself 
all the time. I wish you could all see Jack's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you And where his is. hand is. <laughs> Whatever your mind went to, that's what it did. I uh, My feeling on Facebook is, is it is what you make it. If I want to be on there every day, I could be on there every day. It kind if of I don't want to be on there, I... I never feel guilt. I think I, I know certain people who feel guilty yeah. that aren't there on there telling people what they're doing. Well, there's the, if I don't bond on there for two weeks, I don't lose sleep. Over there's it. the dude. I, I don't. I don't remember if it's a guy or a chick, but is uh, is obs- not obsessed, addicted to Twitter, and okay. and has been fired twice because of his addiction to Twitter. What does that mean? Per se, just, spends just, all, literally all of his time on Twitter, and and like feels. Um, bad or unresponsible when, or like they don't have direction when they're not following Twitter. It's crazy. You have glitter all over your chin, by the way. Really? Where the hell did? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want glitter. people to know that Sean's rambling his mouth and there's like glitter Sean's on my making up like unicorns. Enter inappropriate joke from Jack. Yes. <laughs> Meaning marshmallows out of Jason, unicorns, but I love how Josh made the comment. All Jason did was turn to look at me and wait for it. <laughs> and I wish making I out with unicorns. Not gonna lie, I thought there was gonna be some kind of snowman. I was huffing glitter paint earlier. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but the thing that really annoys me about <laughs> Facebook and the fact that Facebook is so widespread and commonplace now is um, if you want to uh, enter a sweepstakes, you have to enter them through Facebook now. You can't just enter a sweepstakes. A lot of integration. A lot yeah, of integration. it's too much integration. So I'm going to, if it's okay with you, Mr. Moderator, uh, throw something to you guys. <laughs> throw it. It depends. If it was coming from anybody what else, offense? I might go, go ahead. So this is, uh, I think this is just kind of topical since we're recording this on a Thursday evening. So tomorrow being Friday the 16th, Zynga is supposed to have their IPO, their initial public offering. So they're going to have stock available for all. And that's happening tomorrow. So I'm kind of curious what you guys think because Zynga has made its name, its fortune, if you will, on a very different type of game than I think you all play. So I'm curious. No, I did though. I was and Josh Jack was a huge man, uh, I was a Mafia Wars addicted for... to Mafia to the point of speaking of Facebook I had added at one point that the thing of Ma- Mafia Wars is having a huge mafia mm-hmm. and to be pseudo successful on that at the time they had a limit of 500 people you could have in your mafia <coughs> douche sorry what once once I had capped out on family members and friends <laughs> much like selling vacuums <laughs> I moved on to the other the other people of the internet and started adding people to my Facebook page and I had to create this massive filter to cut these other people out of my life but wanted them they have to be your Facebook friends to be in your mafia in the game and I I remember Susie logging in one time she goes dude you're like you're like a 10,000 people on your friends list she's like you know any I'm like not a lot no but that's just how the game worked and I hit a point to where the filters weren't enough and I it just it became too much, and I and I saw maybe what's addicting to people playing like World of Warcraft, which I despise those kinds of games, and just did the right thing and checked the f out. Uh, I I think though thinking about it from my standpoint, just that game was huge, and I think about all the invites I get for all the other Zynga games. I bet they're not hurting, at all. Do you think? Would you invest? Do you think that the uh, Zynga offering is something that you'd put a little money in? You think it's going to go up? You think it's going to go down? I'm, uh, you know what? I'm sort of, I, I am curious about that. I don't know if it's going to go up right off the bat. I, I'd be hesitant to buy within the first couple hours. Um, I, you know, it's a different case than uh, Digital Domain, which is a studio I used to work for. Uh, just went public not too long ago as well. 
and they went on the market and that they're dying yeah that ip dropped significantly within the first day so i'd be hesitant well that's the thing is wall street has no idea how to rate us how to view us how to know if we're doing well you know it's now they do have powerful people on the board i think that's public knowledge speaking speaking of which our ceo of dreamworks exactly our own leader so i and i think if he believes in it he's he's pretty business savvy as we've come to learn uh he sees stake in it but i think josh brought up today in an email uh that they're not as popular or you read well that's that's the thing like mafia wars was huge you know they had i'm just gonna throw out a number i cannot remember right now i'm just gonna say it for conversations like 20 million so like 20 million people were on Mafia Wars. So they're like, obviously, we're going to make Mafia Wars 2. It's going to be way bigger, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it has like 9 million. It, it, you know, it, it's extremely fallen off. So I think now as popular as social gaming is, Zynga and with the integration of Facebook and stuff like that, they were kind of a pioneer. Now... So they were big. That's where you went. You didn't have any other companies that were doing these things. Now with the bigger, um, you know, with with tablets and stuff like that, and and smartphones, you know, Android and everything like that, there are way more competition out there. And so I think that some of the novelty of doing the whole social gaming, you know, with just your friends and stuff like that, has worn off. And then they're starting to feel that and. You know, all their numbers are not as good as what they used to be. Are they still successful? Yes. But the numbers are dropping. So I don't think they're going to get what they had before because there's more competition out there. I think we've seen companies crack down as well on just actual usage of, say, Facebook, which is one of their main outlets for people playing the game. And uh, I find it interesting that as companies have gone through and said, if we're cutting access to Facebook, you can't go on there while you're at work has probably significantly cut into their market share would be my guess uh compared to people who actually go home and play it at home that to me was i would do it because i got sort of addicted but it's one of those things that you never stayed on you you use your turn-based kind of system i never put money into it yeah uh so that would last a whole 10 minutes i mean to be honest with you i'm only on facebook when i'm in the bathroom and Josh I and I've got to drop some. I got to drop. Now you kid, know. I got to drop the kids off at the pool. If you get a message from me, most Take likely I'm <laughs> I'm in the bathroom because I don't get on it really when I'm on my computer at all ever. I only the only time I will get on that on on the computer is if I get an email saying somebody sent me something like you know, got a message or whatever. I don't go on my own to see look at other people's things. Only when I'm bored in the bathroom. I'm I'm on all day now. Because I leave, and this is for people listening as well, uh, I leave Nerdtastic in 3D, the fan page up all day, and I try to consistently, as in our internal email group, send out links that I feel are funny or work with, within the context of the show, and I think you guys would probably like. I post it to the fan page. So definitely definitely like the fan page, check it out, and uh, see the links we're talking. Because a lot of stuff, what we'll post there is stuff we're going to talk about during the week, you guys will just get to uh, you know hear a little bit about it before we even dive into it. So check that out. I don't know, Jason. What do you what are your thoughts on the old Facebook? Yeah, I mean, I to me, it's a hard time filtering through just noise. You know, like people are updating on all kinds of things. That's why I'm not on Twitter. It's nothing that I, I don't think it's 
that I don't think it's not a cool thing. I do. I think it's interesting. It's just so much noise, and I don't want to filter through it myself. I'm a fan of quality over quantity. Yeah, it's and kind I, of funny the speed at which information flies these days. Not a whole lot of information <laughs> flying around. It's a whole lot of conjecture and. No, it's no, a really it's interesting point, sure. Sean. I think I think we in the technology loving world have strived for so long to get information faster and more frequently. And now it's at the point where I want less information. Yes. It's like slapping you want me more in the important face. information less often. Exactly. And so that's why <laughs> the things that are interesting me now are things that uh, are advanced ways, RSS feed readers, things of this nature that basically send the information to one confined place, but kind of have advanced filtering so you can kind of throw out the stuff you don't want. Well, I can get Facebook. You know, this person updates something interesting from Facebook here or a blog here or whatever can all go to one centralized place, but you have control over how much noise, when that noise hits you. Stuff so I think that's why I like StumbleUpon because um, if no one's heard of StumbleUpon, it's essentially a, a website, a web service where you can create your own login and you pick a bunch of things that you like, um, categories. Like I like automobiles and art and computer science, whatever. You can pick those three things and uh, there's a little applet on your browser and you hit the stumble button and it will take you to a bunch of web pages that have been tagged in those categories. And you can literally, like shuffling through a deck of cards, go to page after page after page. And actually a lot of the stuff that I find that I'm posting to our internal email group is through stumbling. Um, I can go, I can tell the internet to bring the information that I care about to me instead of having to filter through a crap load of stuff. Yeah, and, and it's not constantly fed to me. I can go and get it when I want to. I'll send a link yeah. out yes. to stumble yeah. I, I, I think that's the problem. I think Jason... I've yet to go to it. Between Jason and Sean... It is a time suck, though. Head, though with the, <laughs> Jason in particular talking about there's so much to filter through that it sort of causes this jadedness. And I always joke with our internal group of friends that we've had for a long time. One, one of my friends in particular, I'm going to call it Mr. Pete Upson, uh, we have a daily thread going between uh how many people are on our list now well, there's like say? what 10 of us more than that there's more than that of us on there. 15, 16 and they're and they're they're consist mostly of industry people that we've worked with over the years that we feel we can all get along and we'll post links throughout the day and just funny stuff and what tends to happen is is you get more quantity than quality <laughs> <laughs> and with me in particular, when you're... And some people just don't know how to filter themselves. When you have a busy day, my opinion is, if you watch something, you go, eh, that's not worthy for me to post to my friends. I don't, I don't want to take time from away from you to sit, to go, eh, because then I, I finish it and I go, what the fuck does he go? And you know what that causes me to do? The next time I see their name, I'm hesitant. I might go, I'll give more a chance. Oh, yeah. I'll listen again. And then for me, even worse... I get so jaded, I don't click on my other friends unless I message them to go, is that even worth watching? And funnier than that is them messaging me going, Jack, I approve. You should watch that. It's funny. Yeah. Josh does it to me all the time. He's like, dude, make sure you watch that link. Watch this link. Said, watch it. It's funny. I know you didn't look at it. Because I, because I won't look at it. And I need that too because I uh, pretty much I the only time – Pretty much the only time I look at any of these links is when I'm at work in between like waiting for the computer to do something. Right. So I really have like maybe two minutes – uh, in, in a single span to actually look at something and if it sucks you just wasted you're not that you get, you get I, I don't know how you guys get I get kind of pissed yeah I get kind of pissed too so I actually don't look at anything unless someone else has already commented like that's cool or blah or whatever and then I'll be like alright maybe I'll give that a look 
And, and I'm okay. I'll go a whole day of not posting shit <laughs> to there to go. Nothing was really worthy of showing it to you guys because. And I that's how I felt about the entire game. Like every all the games that came out this year, nothing was really worth my time because they were all sequels. Did I mean Jason? How do you? You're you're actually we added Jason and Sean not too long ago to this group. It's a group me and Josh had started years ago at ImageWorks. But I, it, I, how do you guys feel about? it? I mean, Sean obviously has probably clicked on a few that were. Frankly, I think that I honestly I think they should stick to images that can be shown in the email, so you get a very quick visual. Yes, hundred percent agree and, with that. Uh, Today was hundred percent. It's a wrap. Yeah, and cut cut a little bit back on awesome. all of the YouTube links because a lot of the YouTube links are just really really bad. Um, there's some just, gems. There's some. Yeah, no, they're out of the thirty or so that go through in a day. There'll be like one or two that are great, and the rest you can do without. So. No, but the you images... see the fight that I put today? I saw that fight weeks ago. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good fight. Yeah. It was in it. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. Hi, no, I, I just, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the images, I'm a huge fan of, like, doctored or funny, like, Photoshop images, you know, like, fail blog. And the huge memes. Fail blog fan. I love the memes. I'm a meme whore. I, I can't has hot dog, huge fan, love that stuff. <laughs> can't has teeth burger. So uh, any of those pictures that people rat. want to send me, I will look away. But that's that's what. What does it take to look at a picture and laugh? Maybe five milliseconds. Yeah. Versus... I just want a disclaimer. Give me a fucking disclaimer <laughs> yes. before I go. I've actually watched the worst this. The worst, and I love Pete. You You're watched through Pete, all of them, and I until... love you. And I asked you, you know, a couple times, <laughs> yeah. Pete, did you watch it? Well, no. I mean, I watched the first five minutes. Why the fuck do you post it? I don't need to watch five minutes of it to know it's crap. Pete, <laughs> love you. <laughs> Poops in. <laughs> no, because Dan's done it lately too, but I message him specifically and go, "Why? Why do you? Why do you? I hate you. Why do you hurt? You're me? dead to me. <laughs> why do you hurt me so? And then you have people like Josh who post things who throw a disclaimer, but the disclaimer is so vague that you still watch it, and it traumatizes you for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty bad ones. Another thing to think about in a slightly more serious manner is for those of us who are maybe not at places of work that are quite as liberal. Or that are in places where they are public places where they can't click on certain links, some NSFW links. Post says he's protecting the village. I think uh, some of. I think that's privilege. I think people need to be careful with what links they send out. There are oftentimes links that I find myself clicking on and instantly closing that window because, you know, it may not be work appropriate, it may not be Jason appropriate. I'll go with that more than the first thing. I, I, there's not many that we send out that's probably not completely work appropriate. Well, now we get into a bigger topic of Jason, censorship Jason, in general. Well, Jason appropriate, I'll give you Now, what is Jason appropriate, though? What is? Yeah, I mean, who's responsible for censoring us? Should we censor ourselves to you because we need to, or should you be censoring what you want to see? From no, us? absolutely not. No, what I'm would JC do? Uh, no, no, I'm not saying necessarily that people. Uh, See what I did there? I'm, I'm more talking about in the subject of noise about there being the quantity and what gets filtered out and what doesn't. I often find that if there are certain people who tend to say post more NSFW links, I might not trust. But the what links. is an NSFW link for you? I think it's a not safe for work. No, I get what no, that, that's what that stands for. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with censorship is you need to know. What yeah, is like, gonna offend your target. I, say, I mean, I you look at what you look at. What would Tyler Durden do? I say that—that's where my line at my desk is crossed. 
So you have to see a nip or uh, some bush? Something that I'm worried about somebody walking up behind me. If it's anything else, I mean, there could be some funky shit as long as they're not naked. Teeny weeny tiny bikini exactly. is okay for work. Speedos are cool. <laughs> so are you talking about sometimes there's gifts of like boob, boob bouncing? That might be too much. I might say that's work inappropriate. <laughs> that's even, and that's also, even one you don't even need to click. That's what just about, in what the about, email. So, what about pictures taken at just the right moment where it looks sexual, but it's really not? <laughs> <laughs> but you got to look twice before you realize, oh, that's not a penis. That's a man standing way in the background. <laughs> you must not have seen that one. I have not. <laughs> no, uh, sure, bring it on. Okay, fair enough. W. Yes. Let me let me close. Let's let's close out the show. Wrap it up. Let me let me wrap up the show with giving a shout out to my boys over in the me buys. He's a good guy. Clan. OTC. This is a group of guys, and this is this is prevalent actually to to Mr. Fennel and Jason as well. This is a group of guys who are above thirty. So not and are prevalent. What's that? Jason Carter. So not what? What is that? You said relevant. relevant. It's not entirely relevant to everyone listening. People who like to play games. So you're right. You have to be over 30 to join this group. No, just the group, not to play the games with them. No, you can play. You can very fully play with the guy. And, the, and, and these are guys that we met through. I think I met some of these guys through our friend Tim. Mark. Our friend Mark as well. Uh... But it's it's amazing to be able to play with a group of guys who are around your same age and aren't just going effing crazy every time you're in a channel with these guys. And I they have an apply you can go to their website, they have an amazing forum, and it's it's a wide spectrum of guys from all over the country and girls, I believe, too. And you can apply uh to be part of the group. And then once you're part a um, full-time member, they have a separate little forum that has some just great info. But it's, it's kind of relieving to get online. I think this is why I bring up Jason. Because I'm sure there's frustrating parts where you're not playing with friends, you're playing with other people who are big douches. Uh, the majority of these guys are. Josh Abrat is applied. I'm an applicant. Next on the list. Now I'm going to have to apply too. A couple of these guys have YouTube channels that they do their own game commentary too. Oh, yeah. That's a good point to bring up that are really good. Uh, X Sinister, his commentaries are awesome. He... He's actually an interesting guy, and his breakdowns are, it's, are pretty pretty. It's awesome, funny. You'll actually. actually see a couple of our gamer tags in his gameplay because Absolutely. we play with him pretty often. Uh, Barnabas as well has yes. a has a channel. Uh, I have a channel, Jack Costigan 3D, and 3D. Soon, hopefully, very soon, Nerdtastican 3D will be coming to YouTube as well. Our own Jason Carter threw up a nice little wallpaper for the site. Tubes of you, and we'll be moving you forward. Tube it. Tube you, Vince. I don't know, guys. What do you what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. So uh, we're good. Let's kick it. Banana is also a fruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a banana grabber is not currently. Well, oh, I got I got something really fast. Jimmy Kimmel can suck my balls. <laughs> and on that note, go ahead, Bye. Thank you for listening to Nerdtastic in 3D. You can find us at www.nerdtasticn3d.com. You can also email us <laughs> at nerdtasticn3d at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at nerdtasticn3d 
no.com. You can also find us on Facebook, which is ironically not a book of paces, but you can find us there. We're, we're Nerdtastic in 3D there as well. You can also find us in Los Angeles. Nerdtastic. Nerdtastic. Nerdtastic.